Hello, welcome to Shaman Sisters Sessions, episode 111. Woohoo! Amazing. We're blessed by the angels right here and now. <laughs> uh, I'm Catherine Bird, and I'm here with Michelle Hawk. And today we are talking about my shaman slash practitioner slash coach slash healing facilitator slash random guy on Facebook gave me really bad advice, uh, or I'm not sure if maybe I've gotten really bad advice. This is turning into a really long topic, but I think you understand where we're coming from here. Uh, what do I do now? And so we are diving into this topic mostly because Michelle and I both hear and see a lot of bad advice out there Number one on social media, number two, uh, coming secondhand from our clients who have worked or are working with other practitioners, uh, number three, in our own personal experience of working with different people and coming across things and hearing things in through our own personal ears, either toward us or towards people, you know, maybe in a circle situation or a group setting or, or so on. Ah, so, hi, Michelle. Hi. <laughs> I'd say long time no see, but that's not a thing. Um, <laughs> what does that even mean anymore? But, but we haven't, <laughs> we haven't done a, an episode in a minute, so it's good to be back here um, with you. I know that we've definitely had quite a few sort of ranty, what the fuck moments in the last few weeks sort of around this topic mm -hmm. of like what's going on like why why are people giving such stuff that's just like not helpful yeah um and well, and I mean, like we are in that inquiry of like look what like what what exactly is going on here like what's going on here and what can we do about this is there anything right. to be done about this stuff I will say for those of you tuning in that, um, and if you don't follow Catherine or myself on social media, then you may not have seen some of the things that have been coming out in both of our writing, probably Kat more than me. Um, I, I tend not to actually find these things on Facebook because I don't, or, or Instagram because I don't really look on social media, but then I have Kat sending me these posts and, and other one or two other people <laughs> sending me these posts. Like, will you look at this moron and what they're saying and will you say something i'm like oh my god okay so then i kind of get roped into the um the whole discussion around it but it's been fascinating really honestly fascinating lately and we've had plenty of discussions about what are these people thinking that this is their version of advice or this is their their best counsel that they're offering and their poor clients Honestly, and then again, when our uh, when our clients come to us or people come to us in consultations and say, "Oh, my mentor told me X, Y, Z," and then I'm hearing this and going, "Yeah, yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all." What what do we do with that? So I think maybe let's start out by talking talking about like, well, what is bad advice, right? Like, what are some examples of what qualifies bad or or I would say unhelpful or inappropriate advice and direction from a shaman, from a coach, from a healer, from a mentor. And I think that um, our first qualifier of what is bad advice, quote, bad advice, is is it actually applicable and helpful to the audience that you're yeah, actionable to too. Like yeah. can can they do anything with what you're giving them? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, those and, are like three different things. So is it is it applicable? Meaning like, is it actually able to be applied to that group of people? Is it helpful? Does it give, um, you know, any sort of context of information or, um, or as Kat was saying, action, like action steps, right? So we already have three things right there of good advice is applicable, it is helpful, and it is actionable, meaning you can, um, it, it applies to you, it gives you something that you didn't already have, and it gives you something to do about it, some sort of action step. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. What, else, what else is good advice versus bad advice? Um, I think... <laughs> I think good advice is, you know, it, it, sorry, my cat is carrying things around and it's cute. Um, so uh, in some ways there's like the good, good advice has some breadth to it. Like it has a awareness of that a lot of people are going through a lot of things and a lot of different things and are, you know, sort of struggling with trauma and uh, uh, a systematic rep- um, oppression and, you know, kind of societal structural things that might not apply to you individually. I might not have the felt lived experience of having this thing, but the person or the people that I'm talking to, that might be their felt lived experience. And if I'm not aware of that or acknowledging that in any sort of way, then that potentially could put me into the bad advice category. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So being um, contextually informed and having perspective of empathy and what other people's experience might be other than your own. Yeah. That would be good. That would be, that would, that would be helpful if we had advice coming from that place. Right. Right. So contrastingly, then bad advice would be um, solely based in your own frame of reference. And I mean, unless that is intended specifically, you know, I can imagine the, and, and this is all contextual, right? So like if we're, we're looking at these I think sort of, is it fair to say, Kat, that in this, we're talking about kind of the broad swath, putting out articles on Facebook, that this would be considered bad advice if it's not directed that way, as opposed to if you have someone for whom you are, um, you have the same frame of reference, then it might actually be okay advice. Right. Is that a fair distinction? Yeah. Right. Um, I think it's like, if you if you don't have any experience or felt lived experience of a subset of people, um, it is often challenging to give those people advice. <laughs> right, Ophelia? Right. So, hello, Ophelia. It's yeah, very so challenging really... to give good advice. Oh my gosh. Ophelia gives great advice. Right. In the form of snuggles and demanding snacks. Very much next. Yeah. Um, right. But it's, yeah. you know, it's really like informed on your, your frame of reference. And I will say actually some, an example in this case of some bad advice that I received actually from a mentor of mine several years ago. Uh, she, I was working with her in a kind of businessy capacity in terms of, um, I was a little bit earlier in my practice and I was looking at um, starting some different aspects of uh, just implementing systems in my business for 
uh, a little bit more financial ease and flow. And the, the frame of reference that she was coming with was that she was already financially independent because her spouse was financially independent. And so she did not pay rent. She did not have expenses in the way that I have expenses. She did not have student debt. She did not have uh, any, as far as I know, um, and you know, I knew her fairly, fairly, you know, very well actually. There weren't the same contextual demands on her financial reality as on mine. And so her advice was very much based in a place of financial freedom and and being able to have frankly, large quantities of money to play with and to invest in different aspects of her business. And that's the way that her advice was structured. And so then for me, trying to apply that, it was really challenging because I don't have that financial reality. And the, the systems that she was talking about and the, the, also the mindset that she was talking about when you're working with a mindset of financial freedom while already coming from financial independence, it's very different from working with that energy while paying rent and having expenses and having all of this other, these other systems going on. So that was an example of, you know, if she had been giving that advice to someone who was in her situation, it probably would have been okay. In my case, I found it uh, kind of it, it felt very blasé about my situation and it felt kind of shamey in terms of uh, what you're doing and, and some of the systems that you're putting in place. Or you're in your not mindset. doing enough. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that's where we get into, you know, being, taking great care as practitioners, as mentors, as teachers, whatever you call yourself of uh, be aware of the frame of reference of the person or the people group of people that you're offering advice to and, unintentionally are you causing harm simply by virtue of your own frame of reference usually coming from privilege honestly some form of privilege yeah totally and I see this a lot in um in coaches and especially in business coaches uh and people who are you know supporting people who are healers and so on trying to get their business off the ground um and they're coming from that place where they're making $500,000 or more, maybe a year. And they're coming from the place of coming from a business background and feeling solid in, in that for maybe their whole life. They may maybe struggled a little bit at one point, but you know, this is kind of their, where they're coming from. And I've, I've worked with a lot of people who've uh, spent a lot of money on business coaches and then the advice that they're getting is coming from that place of, well, just throw some money at it, right? Invest in this and get hire this person and buy this product and get this. And it's like, then at the end of the day, you're spending a lot of money that you didn't really have in the first place. That's sort of the assumption that, well, if you could afford me and my really high price, then you can afford all of these other things. And they're sort of looking at it from this perspective of like building out something that maybe they really do have a great idea of how a business can be run and sort of this long-term vision of the business. But what you really need right now is something very simple. And you need to actually produce something that's fairly just simple, you know, like one page of a website or, 
you know, one landing page, you need to just get one product out, you need to just focus in one area and not in seven different areas of trying to market. Um, and you need to keep your expenses low because you're just starting out. And so, or you need to maybe not be charging $10,000 for your first thing that you've ever produced because you don't actually have any experience with anybody getting results from the thing that you're creating. Um, and so I, I find that a lot in business coaching and then that can create a lot of frustration, a lot of that feeling of I'm not doing enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, this isn't for me, I'm not a business person. Um, instead of and sort of so instead of sort of focusing on the basics and getting something that's having a result and then moving from there and expanding and growing from there i i see that do you see that with people i do yeah and and i think you know both of us being entrepreneurs and and knowing a lot of people in the businessy and entrepreneurial community and and especially uh, self-employed healers coaches practitioners it is gross honestly it's really gross the the weird fusion of these very like business based mindsets working with uh with helping people with work, working with spiritual practitioners working with someone who you know my my priority and actually Kat and I were talking about this just recently where um, I was in, in this space of like well my priority is is working with the lineages my priority is um, you know, quite honestly, it's very selfish in that I'm, I'm in this for me in terms of my relationship to the practices and my enjoyment of the, the evolution and, and the learning and the growth and kind of secondarily, I'm in this for supporting my community, right? And to, because I also, I love, there's so much joy in that for me of, um, of supporting people and of teaching people and guiding people through the practices that I love and the lineages that I get so much out of. And it's nice that I get paid for that, right? But it's at that point, it's like sort of a third, maybe even fourth tier priority that it's, I'm working with it as a business, but my highest integrity and obligation ultimately is to my relationship with the practice and, and to the lineages themselves. And I think for a lot of people in our industry, that's not really the case. People come into this with, um, you know, with, and again, speaking of bad advice, right? Like there's, you know, the whole genre of advice of, hey, do you want to work in an industry with little to no regulation where you can charge a fuck ton of money for something honestly fairly nebulous, right? Where you can, um, you know, be operating under the illusion of helping people or maybe actually helping people, right? while uh, drinking your bulletproof coffee and your green juice and not having to work a normal job, right? Oh, the personal development industry is for you. And frankly, there are right. a lot of people in our industry and in our community who are coming at it from that place. Right, like how can I, how can I monetize uh, my interest in going to, you know, ayahuasca circles and um, traveling to Bali? You know, like, let me find how can I monetize that? Well, I seem to have my shit together because I can go to ayahuasca circles and travel to Bali. So I should help other people figure out how to have their shit together. Um, and there, there, there can be some really good, uh, like, I do want to help people. That's part of who I am. I do want to help people. I like people, whatever. Um, but 
it can also come from a very, um, a very untrained place. It can come from a place that doesn't have a lot of understanding of the healing process of how people heal of trauma of, uh, how to work with some of the deeper energetics of, uh, a lot of these things that do come up when because coaching, we can just say it's coaching, but it's not, there's always going to be healing involved if it's really good coaching. So, um, within that, it can, it can be a, a challenging space because there is that capitalistic entrepreneurship of, let me figure out how to keep you in some sort of pain and trauma enough that you will give me your money. And then hopefully I'll be able to help you. And if not, who cares? Fuck off. <laughs> right, there's no regulation or accountability <laughs> for that. You know? and yeah. And, and with this, you know, I think looking at um, Kat, you were kind of speaking around a couple other uh, facets of how to recognize good versus bad advice, right? You were referencing, um, oh shoot, what did you say? I totally lost it. Ah, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> It's not, but that's what you said something really good. And I'm like, oh, that needs to go in there. But I think, um, oh, that's really going to bug me. Trauma-informed. Good advice mm -hmm. is trauma-informed, right? right? And bad advice is not trauma-informed. So for people who are, um, you know, who are touting, you know, one of my favorite really stupid Facebook posts that um, I ended up writing a zinger of a takedown essay on that, uh, that was really, really good, if I say so myself, was this guy, this um, self-proclaimed coach who, when I asked him how he supported people or what his credentials were to be able to offer this type of advice before I wrote the takedown essay, I was like, what, what qualifications do you have for this? He was very nebulous and, uh, and very unhelpfully mysterious and vague. So that he didn't have any, right? right. It you was know? like, I've been doing this for 10 years. Oh, he but didn't even like, say that. Oh, he had said that in another post, right? Where it was just like, I've been doing this for the, like he gave me a lot of like whatever his qualifications were, which basically were that he's just been doing this for a while. Oh, um, well, when I asked, he just said, oh, I help people in their lives. I work with both men and women. And, uh, you know, people come to me with a lot of things. Cause I asked, well, why do people come to you and what do you help them with and who do you work with? And it was the most vaguely unhelpful thing. And I was like, okay, you don't know what you're talking about because his post was started off. You knew this was not going to, not going to go well. It started off women and then like pr proceeded to offer totally unhelpful and unsolicited advice about why women were not attracting the types of partners that they wanted and how it was all their fault because they weren't holding men to a high enough standard. And that if they did, men would miraculously become evolved. Right. I was um, like, you were helping no one with that. You were a massive disservice to men and women and everybody. Right. And yeah. So that was some really un unhelpful advice because it was not trauma-informed. It was not actually based on anything, human psychology or how transformation works or biology, as you pointed out, or evolutionary biology, right? That was included in my, my arguments of like, this is why this, you, right. Or societal on. structures of the patriarchy. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and so, but here's the thing, if you read the post, it was designed that way to say women in all capitals, by the way, 
women, you need to do this so you can have this. Scroll all the way down. Here's my program on selling. Because basically it's hooking into the psychology, which is, is a very much a, women, a women's psychology is. We were trained that if something is wrong, I am, the, I am the reason that something is wrong. And if I change myself, I'll be safe in my lived situation, which is what women have been taught because we have grown up in a patriarchal society where if we're being, um, if we're being stalked, if we're being harassed, if we're being hurt by a man, if we're being abused by a man, all of those things would stop. We wouldn't have those experiences if we changed what we're doing, what we're dressing, what we're saying, the way we're behaving, et cetera. So this is a very ingrained thing in the feminine. So basically he designed his post to be a, a psychological manipulation of women to hook into that part of us that feels like, oh, I can change myself and somehow this will fix things. And so I will buy this thing. So, you know, I can, whether he knew he was doing that, I'm going to assume maybe he did, right? In a certain way. Like he's certain he knows that because men know that because it's been trained into them to say those things in order to get what they want. So when we see things and we, if it's triggering something in you, like sometimes it's triggering something on purpose because it's actually a manipulation in order to get you to purchase something. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot. Yeah. Well, well said cat. I want to just like slow clap that for a second. And this, this guy is gross. I will say we're not getting, I don't know. Do we want to tell people who he is? I have no idea who he is. I, I remember his name and I, I mean, I don't care if you check out his page, but because, and, and he was saying like, oh, thanks for sending all this traffic my way and, and boosting my algorithm. I'm like, I don't give a fuck if. Right. For your one up. time, you're getting an algorithm boost on this post. Right. Well, and also like, I'm, I'm a huge fan of critical thinking, right? And if more people are looking at your stuff, I trust that people can have discernment, right? And this is one of our tools that we're gonna get into when we're like, okay, well, what do you do when you see bad advice or how do you how do you practice engaging with it, right? Critical thinking and discernment, people, those are big, big tools in your disposal. But looking at this and, and knowing, like Kat was saying, if you feel triggered, a lot of marketing psychology, I will tell you this because I have investigated this right as an entrepreneur is like okay you're looking at well what is how do you get people to buy stuff right honestly any person in business is trying to get you to buy something myself included sometimes you know and a whole lot of times if you've tuned in with other of these episodes I'm like well I don't really have anything right now so just keep checking in and tune back right if you want to give me money for something I'm sure we can come up with something for you to pay right me if you want to send us money for no reason we're absolutely okay with that <laughs> right. no, that's good too. yeah it's great and slash also if you actually are interested in in some of my programs like you can give me money for that you know for my alchemy course great Right. So yes, I am trying to get you to buy something, but not to the extent that I'm going to be manipulative or weird about it. But I know how marketing psychology works because every entrepreneur at some point studies it mm -hmm. because we do. And then we decide either we want to go that route or we decide it's bullshit. So I'm in the bullshit category of like, no, I'm not going to do that. 
But marketing psychology tells you find the pain point of your audience, find the thing that makes them uncomfortable, that they will give you lots of money to change or to fix and poke that pain point and make your product the solution for their pain, which is exactly what this guy's post did. Like Kat walked us through, he eliminated the pain of you don't have the relationship that you want. And because and every guy you come in contact with isn't where you would like them to be in their evolution and growth. Right. Or insert other examples here of coaches saying you're not making the, the income that you want, or you don't have enough time with your kids, or you don't feel good in your body, or um, you feel like you're really depressed and unfulfilled in your job, right? Whatever your pain point is, whatever their product is, they're saying poke your pain point, make you triggered, make you uncomfortable, present a solution. You could feel like this. You could make this much money. You could have worthy and healthy men coming to want to be in a relationship with you. All you have to do is buy my program because it is a solution in the ways of X, Y, Z. That's how marketing works. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of bad advice usually comes with it. Right. And it's not to say that 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 you know, I mean, you're going to run across that anyway. I will tell you up front. I am going to tell you that probably you have some issues maybe that I can help you figure out and solve, right? And here are some of the things you might be dealing with and I will help you figure those things out and you will actually have a better experience of life, right? Like, and that's true. I probably would help you, right? <laughs> you know, but it's, it's what is the is it coming from a place of manipulation of creating like using trauma and pain as a, a poking wedge point to keep focusing on that? Is it, you know, is it like, is it coming from that space? And you can sometimes figure that out and feel it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can't. And that's one of the things about um, when we talk about being in, in that, space around being trauma-informed is that a lot of times if we have experienced a lot of trauma, if we do have an over, over hyper aroused nervous system, these things can help, can keep us from having critical thinking and discernment when we come across something that pokes that pain point and triggers us in that way. Mm -hmm. And so it might, which is also why coaches are trained in their sales calls. Cause I've been through sales training of how to do sales calls and I don't do sales calls in probably any, in any of the ways I've ever been trained to do them. Um, where the training is, you do this thing that Michelle just said, right. With the pain. And then what you do is you say, and what's going to happen if you don't act on this today, right? How is your life going to basically be horrible and spiral out of control and be really sad. And I will work with you for today. If you sign up right now, I will give you a thousand dollar discount. Doesn't that sound amazing? You have to sign up today. You have to sign up in the next 24 hours. So this is counting on people who are actually become, have become dysregulated through this poking of the pain and the trauma to act from a place of an ungroundedness, of an unregulated space, of a fear and pain space, instead of giving time in order for 
the truth for our own, that personal ability to land in something that feels like, fuck yes, um, uh, for a, a big purchase like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Kat, you were, um, I want to go back just a little bit to something that you said about if the advice is, and I want to blow this up a little bit. If the advice is either perpetuating a system of trauma and harm, right? In this case, the, um, the guy was, you know, using the sales tactic for his program, um, you know, poking at pain points, right? And Kat, you said that you do this. I, I do this a little bit. You know, if you look on my website, it's saying, you know, some things about like, you feel this challenge and you feel this challenge and you feel this challenge. You could have this. And if you want to do my course, here's a way, one way, one of many ways in which you could have this type of experience. You know, so yes, there is some formula around that that I use and that you use, but it's not perpetuating systems of harm and oppression, right? It's not using the system of patriarchy and using women's conditioning against them, as this guy did. It's not um, twisting the intention and the values of lineages to serve a few at the expense of others, right? And I'll, I'll tell you where I'm going with this in one second. There was another really, really awful post that both Kat and I engaged with extensively about a month ago or a few weeks ago. And, uh, and, and it's in integrity, right? Like if you, if anyone were to ask me or ask Kat, I'm sure about, um, you know, our value system in working with people or about um, something in terms of, and I have had clients ask me every now and then in terms of like, well, something about my, my business structure, because they're curious of like, well, how are they fitting in my business structure? And I'm honest with them because I know that that inherently is part of our working relationship of they are hiring me for a particular service. They exist within the umbrella of my business in a way. And this is the way in which I'm engaging and supporting with them and communicating with them to achieve a specific purpose of their transformation and healing. And if they need to ask a question around that, whether it's you know a policy that I have about communicating with my clients or whatever it is, I'm very um, you know very upfront about that because it helps them feel safer and then they can relax into that, knowing how I'm showing up in business and because of my qualifications and because of my training and because of, of my trauma informed practices. Ultimately, then they soften into that and it feels more accessible and safe to them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I hit a lot of different things there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the the post that um, that was on Instagram this time that Kat sent me of like, hey, this is really dumb. Look at this. It was a woman who was um, who it looked like it was starting out awesome, right? Like it was it looked like yay women power, right? Like supporting women, but then it turned out to be anti-trans hate speech, y'all. It was like she was saying, you know, women and your womb power and creation, and then she said animal or humans are animals and animals are born either male or female, which is not true as a biologist. I can tell you that's not true. And you can't choose to be a woman or you can choose to be a woman, but you can't, that takes away from the womb power of you're stealing my womb power. Right. Right. So she was right. So she was essentially perverting these ancient and sacred lineages for the purpose of, um, of oppressing and spreading hate speech about trans women for 
for somehow because trans women were taking away her womb power, right? Like does not compute and is super hateful and, um, and really out of integrity, right? So that's another example of very bad advice of if some population is taking away your power, then it must not actually be power in the first place. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, there are populations trying to take away our power. Let's be yeah, real about not, that. But, right. you know, you know uh, yeah. someone just living their life is not taking away your power. Like that, that generally is not the case. Um, if someone's enacting harm or, or trying to create and manipulate systems that will seek to take away your power, that could be a re- very real thing. Um, but if, if, but if, if, if a practitioner is, you know, giving you like permission to be more hate filled, right. Then they're, they're actually perpetuating your own pain because it's, it hurts to hate people actually. (laughs) It's a, it's a self, a self hurting thing. Um, and, uh, to hate people because they're different, right? Mm -hmm. Not helpful, not good advice. Um, not good advice from a spiritual practitioner to, um, hate people because they're different. (laughs) That would be, that would be under any, if you've leaned back into, uh, um, any kind of spiritual tradition or practitioner, they, they probably like real, real deal stuff that would not be the essence of the teaching that it might be of certain practitioners and so on, but it wouldn't be the essence of, of the original teaching. Right. Yeah. This, this lady was working in, um, which lineages and like, Oh, I know for a fact, like that's not actually an integrity with the lineages that you're working with. So, so we have bad advice is, um, perpetuating hate or oppression slash hate oppression, um, perpetuating systems of harm like the patriarchy and, uh, racial inequity and financial inequity, etc., uh, is not applicable, is not actionable, is unhelpful. Let's talk about the actionable one. Yeah. So <clears throat> this is the other one we were, we were talking about recently because, um, it seems that a lot of practitioners give very generalized sort of spiritual, just kind of, kind of just what you would kind of throw at the wall, kind of like if you kind of took, uh, you know, those magnets that have the words on them. And if you had just like fortune cookie thing, if you had fortune cookies, right. Platitude, just sort of like spiritual truths, which are true. And you come to them with some, like, you're having a crisis, you're having a huge healing experience, something major is happening. Like, there's some serious shit going down and you get some spiritual platitudes, um, such as, um, well, you're experiencing this because you called it in. (laughs) Um, you can't really do anything about that. There's no, there's no action step next on that one. It's just like, oh, okay. So this is, this is all my fault. I, Alrighty. <laughs> now what do I do? Like there's well, no next. If the advice, if the advice ends there, super unhelpful, non-actionable, a little bit shamey. Right. Yeah. Um, could just send somebody kind of in a downward spiral. Right. 
you know, at the essence of its being, karma, past lives, creation of experience in order to have lessons, truth, some truth there, right? right. Could, could, could be seen as a truth. Um, what else is another one that, that we hear out and about out there? Of the platitudes? Yeah. Um, you're, you're having a shamanic awakening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And advice. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Nothing, nothing more than that. Right. Um, That's not me or Kat giving that advice. No, this is what we've heard from other people that right. you know, the um, received. Yeah. Uh, you know, your, your, uh, I'm trying to think of like, um, sort of the, this idea that like, well, this is, this is all perfect right? Like this is all, this is all designed as it should be. And this is all perfect. And that's true. Totally, totally true. Right. That's a true thing. Um, I would also, and then, <clears throat> oh, I, I want to add in um, bad advice that comes in the form of turning it back around as a question. Right. Which I, I get, you know, and, and I want to caveat this with like, sometimes that's useful and really helpful. Right. And, and it is a tool, especially in coachy language of, you know, someone comes to you and saying, well, this is the problem that I'm having, or, you know, this is my experience. And you turn it back around and say, okay, what about this? What about this? And rather than giving tools, perspective, whatever, you're essentially asking them to solve their own problem. Sometimes that's helpful and sometimes it can work. But if that's the only tool in your toolkit, you're effed and your client is effed because at some point there, you will need to say, okay, here are some things that I'm hearing you pull out of this. You can do the question thing for a minute, right? Of like, here's what you're saying. This is what we're learning about this. And also based on my training and experience and perspective, I'm going to add in this and this and this and give you these tools to work with, right? But just the question thing, not enough mm -hmm. in some cases. Um, right. And sometimes it's, it's uh, like the ad advice that is given is sort of... Um, well, you're having this experience because of this thing um, that is sort of an outside of you experience that I'm going to fix for you. I think sometimes is unhelpful advice. Like you're having this experience because you know you have this energy or this attachment or you have this, um, you know, this this you know, thing in your energy body that I need to now fix for you. And that is a thing that a lot of times that's how we work, right? That's how practitioners are taught to work. That's how healers are taught to work, but it's very uh, disempowering in, in a lot of ways. So I would even put this under bad advice category because there's no, unless there is reflection, there is tuning in of that own person so that they're starting to track and understand their own body and energy system and, and field and awareness, sensitivity, introspection, um, uh, tools to be able to work with this kind of thing in the future for themselves, then that advice is coming under that um umbrella of like, I'm the fixer, I'm the doer, you're the you know, the sort of victim of this experience. And now I'm going to fix it for you. And um, I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to uh, piggyback on top of that and say um, advice without context and 
tools and, and the yeah. learning is unhelpful. Yeah. Right. And, and this could be because, and Kat, what's it called? It's like the, um, do you know what I'm talking about with like the four types of, um, of goal oriented people? There's like the, the obliger, the rebel, the questioner, and then there's a fourth one that I can't think of mm -mm. No. Okay. And there's a fourth one, but it's essentially like, um, and you don't have, this is, you know, getting a little bit extra nerdy in terms of like, how do we relate to goal achievement? Right. And, uh, and if you know the type of person that your client is, then you can sort of tailor the advice that you're giving them to suit that, because then, you know, if your person's a questioner, then they're going to need to know why everything, well, you want me to do this practice? Why? And I, I'm a questioner. So I like to include that anyway of like, well, this is why this practice and this, um, this tool and this technique is really helpful, not only in this circumstance, but we're also going to look at three other practical applications of this so that you can have that frame of reference and start applying it in an empowered way in these scenarios, mm -hmm. right? So that's, that's one example. Or if you're, your person's an obliger, it's like you give them a, a list of things to do and then they just check off the list, you know, but I, I always like to include, okay, context of why is it important? practical applications give a couple other contexts so that it doesn't exist in a vacuum, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is also playing into adult learning theory is we learn through practical application and lived experience best yeah. and through teaching and, and offering it to other people. But in the absence of teaching and offering to other people, let's actually do something with it, understand why it's important, understand the fundamentals of how it works and where specifically we can use it in more than one scenario. Right. And I think that's why we hang out because, you know, <laughs> like in a lot of times in sessions with people, um, when we work through a process or we go through something together, um, I will draw attention to here, notice that we did this and then notice that we did this and then notice this, right? so that then there is this comprehension of the process that we're going through or the way that healing is working or the way that uh, something can be worked with to be you know, released energetically or you know, how, does, how did what we just do actually work? Here, I'm gonna take you behind the curtain and show you how this worked so that you're not thinking that I'm some super special magical being, even though I am, mm -hmm. and you can be empowered to be able to work through your stuff on your own and have the tools to be able to uh, know like, oh, okay, I can, I can actually continue to do my own work. This isn't, I'm coming to this thing where this thing's going to happen to me, Oh no, actually there's, there's things that I can do. There's tools that I'm, I'm learning. There's ways that I'm understanding how this happens. And then now I, I'm empowered. Like I am, you know, healers talk a lot about like, well, you don't heal anybody, right? They're healing themselves and you're just holding space for it. And it's like, yes, that's true. And like, how much more can they heal themselves if you actually just teach them how to do it? And a lot of this stuff is teachable and yeah, it's helpful to have someone with you doing it, but, you know, be, being able to understand how this stuff works is really great. And I can't tell you how many sessions that I've had with people where there's just zero 
explanation or understanding of like, what are you doing right now? Like what is happening in this session or what just happened? Like, okay, I just came to this thing and you're telling me all of this stuff, but I don't really understand any of it. And now it's just this thing for me to think about. Like, I can't, I can't integrate any of this. I don't, I don't know how to integrate this. Um, so yeah, maybe that's a tangent off into a different direction, but still, I think that good advice is like we said, it's applicable. So how is it applicable? Applicable? Like, can you go away and do something with this? I think that's, that's a really important piece. It's applicable and actionable from the place where you are right now right? Where there's, um, you know, and you were mentioning these like business coaches who offer these systems and whatever. And it's like, okay, that those are action steps that you can take, but are they action steps that you can take in this moment right now with the resources and the knowledge and the experience that you have available to you right now that you will take and will implement, right? That's another piece of, of good advice or good mentorship, instruction, coaching, healership, whatever, it is working from, from this moment, from the resources of time, energy, money, attention, knowledge, skill, expertise, will you be able to successfully with 80% success rate or higher implement and follow through on this advice in this actionable way? If the answer is no, it's not good advice. If the answer is yes, great. And then you, you plant a seed there and you implement that step great. Then you come back and you implement another step. But if your advice is, okay, once you do all of these things and change this habit and this habit and this habit, and then start doing this, nobody's going to put that into action or you, you know, best case scenario, you'll have someone who is extremely motivated, who is an extremely DIY person. This is the minority of people. You will have someone who will get their butt in gear and figure it out and muscle through it. That's like 5% of people. Honestly, most people will not take care of those initial steps to get to your advice down the road. So ap applicable, actionable in the moment from that place where people are is good advice. Yeah. Hmm. 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 And, you know, I've definitely given bad advice. I think we should caveat, you know, yeah. like Michelle and I are definitely not perfect and um, I've definitely, probably, definitely, for sure, given, you know, not the best advice from time to time, or I've said things that weren't inclusive enough, or I've, um, you know, seen from my perspective and my way of thinking, right, the way that I engage with things, and, um, and you know, Ha maybe didn't work hard enough to translate things for someone else because we're, we're, we are so different and we learn things so differently and we come from such different backgrounds that it does take a bit, which is why I like working with people for longer periods of time and having a longer, like if I work one-on-one -on -one with someone to work with them over an extended period of time, because it does take some time um, at the beginning to understand like, what is someone's like habituated response to things and how do they integrate stuff? Do they go away and do homework? Do they never do that? Do they, you know, how is their, their engagement in materials that you offer? Like there's all of these things that, um, that uh, inform this 
advice getting better and better <laughs> over time. Um, but, you know, we, we live in a world right now where everybody is giving advice and you don't actually have to have any, any experience even, or, or, um, you know, qualification in order to give your often unsolicited advice to other people in the public sphere. Um, and when you're searching, when you feel lost, when you feel like, I know that there's something I'm missing and I don't know what that is, and you're seeking, it can be very destabilizing to be kind of washed over with all of this different advice because you don't know exactly what to do or who to trust or where to go. Um, and there's, you know, probably things that definitely need to be looked at and worked on and it can feel really overwhelming. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by getting advice or seeing different practitioners or any of these things, I would say to take some space and to take some time off of social media, take some time off of reading 10 different people's newsletters. How many newsletters do you have coming into your inbox? You know, um, find like a couple of people that you really trust, you really resonate with, like focus on what feels nurturing and alive for you, what is in that resonance for you, what does feel like a consistent yes for you. If, if someone's not willing to give you space and time to make a decision about working with them, like that's a questionable you know, person, like as far as like, what kind of advice are they going to give you? Right. That's, that's important. Yeah. Right. And looking and yeah, looking at, well, what, who somebody is some of the time is who they are all of the time. So if there are some red flags raised in an article that you see or in a, um, in a podcast or whatever, or there's something there, then it does merit looking at, you know, some of their other material, um, I will, I did think of one other thing actually in, in the category of bad advice. If people are offering advice or opinions or something on a topic that is triggering to them or at, under which they have some unresolved something or, or some, you know, either they're working on in their healing or um, it has some emotional charge or they're coming through some catharsis around it it will inherently be any advice that anyone offers is coming through their filter. Mm -hmm. And ideally when we're in the position of offering advice or recommendations, healing, mentorship, et cetera, we are as clear of a filter as possible. We're never gonna be perfect. There's always stuff that we're working on and having humor about and, or I should say, ideally having a sense of humor about and coming into joy and compassion around. And yet sometimes inherently we're going through something Mm -hmm. And if someone is asking your advice about that thing that you're going through, that you have the emotional charge around, be really careful with how you're treating that and look at, okay, is, is your filter bleeding through too much? Would it actually be in greater service in that moment to refer that person out to say, you know what, right now in this moment, it's not an integrity for me to offer a healing session or offer advice or mentorship about that topic because I'm not a clear channel for you right now in this moment. 
And if you're on the receiving end of that, if you're getting advice that feels like it's full of stuff that doesn't have anything to do with you, be aware that it might be coming through somebody's filter where they're still working on something. Yeah. I, um, I went to a healing session. It was over a year ago, um, that someone had recommended these healers and I went to them and there was a lot of advice on, um, like, uh, sexual energy and like clearing this and clearing that and all of these things. And then I didn't realize until the end of the session, when I actually had a conversation with these people, that there was all of this very repressed sexual shame energy, like spiritual shame around sexuality um, you know, that this practitioner was telling me that he didn't go near a computer because, you know, within seven feet of a computer, because there was pornography on the computer. And I was just like, oh, okay, that's interesting. That's very repressed. That's very, uh, shut down. That's very judgmental. Like that's showing he's still got something he's working through around that. And it has nothing to do with me. So, you know, do I really want that in my field? No. I was like, I called Michelle and I was like, did these people fuck up my energy? Like, can you check me out? Like, am I okay? Cause I'm a little concerned about what these people were mucking about in my, in my field. Um, so, you know, that, it, that is a thing, like it is that filter. And I will say like totally guilty as charged in my own uh, expression sometimes. I mean, recently on Facebook, I was, you know, the election and Trump and I'm like racial inequality and like oppression and like harm. I am like, you know, in some ways I'm like roar, like this is not right. You know, what is going on? Why aren't we doing better? Why aren't we taking care of animals? Why aren't we taking care of the environment? Why aren't we taking care of children? Why are we harming people? Like I'm, you know, you could say I'm triggered. Like I'm triggered. Like that is, that is messed up. We should do better. And, um, and so I try (laughs) when I'm, I'm in that space to also like to write about that stuff, but then also to come back in and go, this is how my interaction with this is transforming me because that's what's important for me to go okay when I'm in the experience I'm going to actually let you see me in that experience and see me actually in this vulnerable state which a lot of practitioners won't let you see because they need to be all perfect and love and light and cute and snowy angel like (laughs) unicorny whatever I'm going to let you see this part of me because then you can witness also how, how do we take these things that do upset us, trigger us, like things that are wrong. And we can use that to flip that mirror on ourselves and look at our own transformation, our own integrity, our own truth, our own acts of service and way of being in the world and taking action. And that process of instead of like disconnecting from everything that, you know, makes you upset. So balancey, balancey, it's a tough walk. I, I try, I try to walk that walk and it's definitely, it definitely sometimes is a little bit of a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, for me, when I, when I see 
a practitioner who's willing to look at themselves, even in, in the midst of something that feels really challenging to them, I'm like, I trust that person so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we want to, um, I feel like we kind of danced around a little bit, but I'd love to offer, you know, our little checklist of um, how to, or what skills we can bring when we're seeing bad advice, right? Like we threw out critical thinking, discernment, um, understanding of your own filter, and perhaps the practitioner's filter who's offering mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. Um, taking space, Kat, I love that you gave that example, right? Taking space from other people's material, if it's feeling overwhelming or like you have questions about it, etc. Um, I honestly, I only read maybe one currently zero people's material. Honestly, like I'm in a phase of like, I don't need anybody's input right now, except like fiction novels in the great British baking show. Like that, those are my, <laughs> my inputs in this moment. I'm reading this really beautiful book called all the light we cannot see. I cannot recommend it enough. It's so lovely, but like, that's what that, those are my inputs right now. And you know, that's okay. And then sometimes I'll read some people's things and some articles on science and animals, right? But, um, you know, taking space, right? And uh, taking space also if you're, I think I want to add in almost like if you, if you ever needed permission to not take advice or to think that advice is bullshit or whatever, here you go. Here's your permission slip. I give you permission to call bullshit on advice from a mentor or healer or teacher or coach or shaman. Because somebody can be amazing. They can be really good at what they do. They can be talented. They can be profound. They can be educated. They can be incredible person. They can be really helpful for your life. And sometimes something that they they give you, you can throw that, that one piece away. Right. Like, you know, there's every once in a while, there's, you know, just like that piece, not helpful. Yeah. Don't need to take that one. Doesn't mean that they're not amazing. Right. I know earlier I said who somebody is some of the time is who they are all of the time. Right. So again, look at their other material, or if there's someone that, you know, know well, or, you know, we, we tend to be in the position of, we put our practitioners, our healers, our, our mentors, we can put them on a pedestal. I've done that. Absolutely. I've had, I, I don't know if other people have done that with me. I definitely discourage that in trying to be as human as possible. Right. But I know that that's a thing. And then it's almost this like, oh, I can't disagree with them, or I need to take everything that they're saying seriously because I'm paying them or they know more than me, or they're, they have, you know, access to wisdom that I don't have or whatever permission slip to either not take advice or call bullshit on advice or recognize it as bad advice sometimes when appropriate, whenever you need to, right? Because even again, even the most amazing, wise, qualified, you know, educated practitioners such as Catherine and myself, occasionally we will give bad advice or we will give unhelpful advice or advice that isn't actionable or not what you need in the moment. Yeah. It's okay to also tell your mentor, tell your, your shaman, your coach, your healer, whatever, that doesn't work for me because this reason. And if they're any good, they'll say, okay, let's reassess and, and work with that. Right. And they might need to say, you know, I've had experiences of being like, you know, I don't know right now. Like I'm, let me reflect on this. Like, let me sit with this actually. Um, what you're asking is, this is a big thing or, you know, I'm just unsure. 
like, let me, let me, um, let me meditate on this and receive around this instead of giving you the answer right this minute. I definitely have said that to people before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm a big fan of, I don't know, or let me refer you to someone who I know is really qualified to support you in that, or even just go have a conversation with this person. Right. So permission. And yeah. I will also add in if your pr practitioner or healer, shaman, mentor, coach, whatever gets defensive or doesn't respond well or rejects you saying, hey, that advice doesn't work for me. And, and when we're saying that, you know, we can say, I will say it is really helpful to say that advice doesn't work for me for this particular specific reason. Can we rework that or can we? Um, you know, can we workshop this in some way or work with other tools, right? If your person rejects that or shames you or makes it your fault or blames you in, in whatever way, that's a red flag. Yeah. I, I would going back a little bit to that advice. I think that that advice often starts with you are <laughs> right. Like I hear a lot of, of people who come to me and they're like, you know, so-and-so said, I told someone this, whatever, and they said, well, you are this, you know, so that, and in some ways that can really shut down people's self-inquiry process. Um, and, you know, sometimes I might tell someone something about them um, that might seem helpful that they haven't maybe really seen about themselves, but I, uh, as it can be a way of sort of cutting off a conversation um, because maybe I don't really feel like giving you advice right now. Like it's the end of a ceremony. I'm tired. I want to be left alone. Mm -hmm. You're coming with to me with your big story and your big problem. Well, you're this so that because it's the easiest way to, to end the conversation and move on. Yep. And, you know, shamans are people too. Great. Sure. Shamans are people too. We all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We all have bad advice. We all get short. We all get overwhelmed with too many people wanting advice sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's challenging sometimes when you're the person that people are like, can you just tell me about myself? And can you just, what are you getting? What are you seeing? What are you feeling? What do you know about this? You know, like that can, can sometimes feel like a lot for, for a practitioner in, you know, especially in a ceremonial space or retreat space or, um, or something like that. And so uh, you might get something that doesn't feel like it's fully developed or fully landed in that space. And also to have, have some awareness and compassion about, you know, uh, a facilitator in the midst of something. Sometimes they're, they're not a hundred percent with you, you know, mm -hmm. and, yeah. uh, you know, they're trying to just like eat some soup and go to bed. <laughs> so that, and, and also just be really aware of what you're reading online, whether it's social media or articles, etc. Sometimes, um, you know, that advice is intended for a very specific context that either mm -hmm. wasn't communicated or doesn't apply to you. So yeah. yeah, take, take everything with, um, you know, contextual awareness of is, and, and in, 
I'm a huge fan of like question everything, right? Have critical discernment and thinking about everything at all because we have this, I don't know. I, I remember actually when I was growing up, I used to believe everything. I was so gullible and I was so, I, and I re very clearly remember this about myself and I don't remember when I had this switch, but I went from believing everything that people told me and every single thing that I read, because why would people lie? And why would, you know, someone not know what they're talking about if they're in a position to know what they're talking about. Right. And then I flipped the switch and then I didn't believe anything that, and I don't remember exactly when that happened. And now I've come obviously in the last many years, I've come to a much healthier place of that. But I, I, every now and then I have this moment of like, wow, I'm so, so glad that I have this capacity of critical thinking and that I don't take for granted for a second that any source, especially online, any idiot can have a platform. Let's be honest. Any moron can have thousands and thousands of followers and nice branding. Doesn't mean they know mm -hmm. what they're talking about. Yeah. They can be successful. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't mean anything. Right. So use um, your, your critical thinking, your discernment, your filter, your groundedness, your empathy, your resonance to check in like, okay, does, if I'm looking at this and it's applying to something that I'm in inquiry about, and, and that's something I want to consider, does it resonate in a way that feels healthy, that feels helpful, that feels constructive, that feels like it applies directly to me and gives me tools and practices and, um, and advice that I can operate with. Yeah. Great. I was talking with a mutual friend of ours yesterday um, about something and I said, yeah, well, I think uh, I'm, I have a bit, bit of a more of a cynical nature. And then I, I said, but Michelle would say that I'm discerning. <laughs> and I was like, she's very positive about things. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, very like, you know, the way that we're looking at the bright side. So Sometimes it might be uh, looked at as cynicism. Sometimes it might be looked at as just discernment. Mm -hmm. um, but really, this is your life and it's your process. And, you know, sometimes it's good to look at when you're being too cynical and to not letting other people's input in when it could be helpful. And then also important to look at when you're being a little too porous mm -hmm. in your search. Mm. Awesome. Well, with that, we hope that we've given you some good advice today. We've given lots of advice. I hope so it's much advice. We actionable. give so much advice. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, helpful. I, I'm hoping we checked all the boxes that we, we gave. Is it applicable to you? Maybe. Is it helpful? Is it actionable? Is it appropriate? Is it in integrity? Is it uplifting and empowering? And does it give you some things that you can put into action right away? You tell us. Literally, you can tell us in the comments. Uh, but please, you can find our this episode and all of our other episodes on, on many platforms, on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. You can like, follow, write us a message, comment on our videos, um, and please do stay in touch if there's anything that you want to hear about. We, we check our emails sometimes. Honestly, we could be a little bit better about that. But you can email us, shamansistersessions at gmail.com. If you feel like sending us money because you like our work, it does. <laughs> we mentioned that already. I'll well tell people how they can send us money. Uh, you can do that on PayPal. You can send us a donation to shamansistersessions at gmail.com on PayPal, or you can become a patron of our work on 
Patreon. That's p patreon.com slash shaman sister sessions, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash shaman sister sessions. Even $1 a month is helpful because it does cost us money to produce these, these episodes and get them out there. And we want them to be accessible to you. So if you're interested in circling back with either of us individually, if you want to start paying us for our advice as specifically directed <laughs> for you, uh, one way that you can do that with me is through my website, joyofenergy.com. If you're interested in either one-on-one -on -one mentorship or if you're interested in alchemical training, then you can send me a message through my website, joyofenergy.com. And I promise uh, my advice is very specific and targeted if I know you and if we have this one-on-one -on -one relationship or if we have this mentor relationship. So uh, if you're interested in that flavor of advice, you can reach out to me. Great. And you can reach out to me as well, katherinebird.com. You can sign up for my newsletter, get a really great meditation that's part of my Heroes membership program. And I always have stuff going on. So um, lots of opportunities to train and learn and grow and develop yourself um, in your different practices. So mm -hmm. great. Otherwise, great we'll, I give great advice. Um, I'm, I'm the person who gives advice to Michelle, so I must be good. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, we'll see you next time and wishing you many blessings and I hope that you have a beautiful wintry winter. Stay healthy. Yeah. <laughs>